Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Today, I'm excited to bring you another faculty feature episode highlighting one of our amazing TMI teachers and giving you a chance to learn more about her path here to TMI and what makes her so passionate about our students. Joining me today is TMI's personal and college counselor and psychology teacher, Lisa Condry. Lisa earned her Bachelor's of Art in Psychology and Social Work from the University of Texas at Austin and her Master's of Social Work from Florida State University. Before coming to TMI in 2005, she was a counselor at St. Thomas's Episcopal School in Houston, and prior to that, she worked at the International School of Aberdeen in Scotland and the International School of Dusseldorf in Germany. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, before we jump into all things TMI, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your path into psychology, social work, and teaching. Okay. Um, well, um, as a friend of my father's said, uh, we are a family that was destined to be destitute. Uh, the reason being, my mother uh, was a teacher, and my father uh, became a clinical social worker. And so this, this colleague of his, uh, when he found out that I went into social work mm -hmm. and then in education, and then my sister was a teacher, was like, you, you people don't want to earn a lot of money, do you? So <laughs> and you took after both then. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> combined it all. <laughs> so it was kind of like, I guess, kind of like in the blood that, mm -hmm. you know, I would get involved in uh, a helping profession of, of some kind. And I was interested in social work, uh, thinking that I would go down the clinical social work track. But um, as I saw what so the variety of things that social work uh, was involved in as an undergraduate, I decided to kind of branch out and uh, thought more about community work. Um, which led to the Peace Corps after mm -hmm. um, undergraduate work. Where and, did you go with the Peace Corps? Uh, to Chile. Wow. Yeah. I was this close to joining the Peace Corps oh. when, I, when I graduated high school. Yeah, <laughs> wow. But I didn't, so you did. <laughs> I did, I did. And uh, it was a wonderful experience, mm -hmm. which also uh, was what gave me the bug to want to live other places mm -hmm. in besides just the United States. So... Um, I, when I came back from that experience, uh, I was involved in uh, community work in community centers back in the day when those were a thing, mm -hmm. and worked in rural community centers outside of Austin when Maynor and Pflugerville were outside of Austin. <laughs> and uh, uh, so going towards graduate work, because in the Peace Corps I'd had the experience of working in education and seeing social work in action within education, I thought, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Where can I do that? Which is what led me to Florida State and eventually to working in the public school system in Florida and then got that international bug mm -hmm. again and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what finally brought you to TMI after you traveled around the world and went to all these wonderful places? What finally made you land here? Well, in uh, 2001, I, at, at the International mm-hmm. School of Aberdeen, I was kind of thinking, you know, it's been nice to be here. Um, what I was thinking it probably would be a good idea to touch base with my family back in Texas and uh, get reconnected with them because, in essence, I had lived outside of Texas for, oh, goodness, uh, knocking on, you know, 17 years or more at that point and kind of mm-hmm. thought it'd be nice to be closer to the family for a little while. And I really thought that I was going to come back to Texas kind of decompress for a year or two, and then go back international mm-hmm. again. Um, I moved back to Houston, which is where my family is, and saw that, you know, oh, my parents really are kind of getting older, mm-hmm. and my sister had two little girls at that point, and it was important to be more part of the family. So I was fortunate to have the job at St. Thomas's Episcopal, mm-hmm. And when uh, Dr. Jim Freeman got the job here to be the headmaster at TMI um, and uh, Mr. Bob Ridewood, who had been a history teacher and and the school's college counselor up to that Mm -hmm. point, wanted to move up into administration, there became this vacancy for a college counselor and Dr. Freeman offered me the job and here I am. (laughs) (laughs) The rest is history. So you actually started here as the personal and college counselor, and you were not teaching initially. So, correct. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So what finally motivated you to begin? You have an AP, I believe an AP psychology class is what you're teaching? Yes, a combined AP mm-hmm. and college prep psychology class. Um, so how did that come about? Well, uh, this is all uh, Bob Ridewood's fault. I, I laid this entirely <laughs> in his lap. It's all so his fault. Yes, yes, it's, it's your fault, Bob Ridewood. Um A student came to TMI in mid-year from a school in Florida, and she had been studying psychology um, and wanted to continue that credit. She was a junior, and so she wanted to finish out that credit. She had really enjoyed the class, and Bob asked if, uh, you know, would I you know, help her to finish out that, uh, that course? So she and I had kind of an independent study mm-hmm. together, and I made the comment to Bob sometime toward the end of that semester that I was really enjoying the experience with her and that it was fun to do. And I was excited about, you know, talking with somebody about psychology again mm-hmm. and how, how great that was. And um, I, I, I suppose it's really my fault. I said, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe mm-hmm. sometime I might like to teach a psychology class again. And within a year, he, he revisited that and said, so wouldn't you, you like to <laughs> teach psychology? And so I started teaching at that point a one semester, mm-hmm. uh, just general psychology, uh, called it topics in psychology. Mm-hmm. How fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's been, is that the same course you've been teaching every year? Or does it, does it kind of rotate each semester or do you have a couple of different topics within that that you teach? Well when I was teaching topics in psychology Mm -hmm. I tried to hit some of the highlights of you know major issues in psychology but I wanted to bring in things too that were you know current uh, topics um, 
that were of interest to kids or things that we might be hearing about more regularly in the news. Um, and certainly, I would say in the last five years or so, there there are a lot more uh, things that we hear about in the news that are definitely psychology related, mm-hmm. either about you know the um, the rise, you know, studies that are saying that there is a rise in levels of anxiety mm-hmm. uh, nationwide, uh, rises in, um, you know, un- unfortunately in uh, suicide rates. Mm-hmm. And so these are psychology issues that are becoming part of the news. And so I was starting to pick out some of those mm-hmm. things. And then what were the kids interested in studying? So every semester for a while, the course was. Uh, shifting to what I th- the the few things that I thought you need to know these things or be exposed to these mm-hmm. things to say I know something about psychology, and then other things about so what would we all like to study mm-hmm. as a group, and then um, let's see about I guess it was about five years ago, and I um, Dr. Maria was the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the department head at the time. And so um, I w- had been given an introduction to psychology textbook for high school students, and I was flipping through that because my topics class was, I was pulling together material mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of like, like okay, well, what are we going to do today? And, <laughs> um, and, and so e- with each semester being different, I didn't just have something that I could yeah. open up and say, okay, I've got these, you know, stock things that that is the layout mm-hmm. of the semester. So here was this beautiful psychology <laughs> book, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice to actually follow something for a change. <laughs> and I mentioned to Luis when he and I were having a conversation one day, um, you know, I'm thinking about getting uh, a textbook for my class. What do you think about that? And he and he said, mm-hmm. well, why don't you just teach AP? <laughs> and I said, well, okay. <laughs> and, and doomed myself. <laughs> To, to teaching AP. There you go with your ideas there, I again. know. <laughs> I open my mouth and these things happen, but um, but it's it's turned out to be a great thing. And so this is year four of the combined AP and college prep psychology class, and I've been delighted every mm-hmm. year with um, the enthusiasm of the students and um, how each class brings different perspectives and different issues of interest and curiosities to mm-hmm. to the topic. So I like teaching the topic more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the minutia that the AP likes to get into is is a, a burden for all of us, but um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's it, it certainly has um, forced me to, increase my skill set, which mm-hmm. is uh, always a work in progress. But I I hope that for the students that this is turning out, that they are getting uh, what they will look back on as, as a fairly rich experience in yeah. being exposed to an introductory course. Oh, I think they definitely are. I know every time you talk in chapel and you've given a couple of brain presentations over the years, and they're always fascinating. So. <laughs> Thank I, uh, you. I kind of wish I could go back and be a student and sit in your <laughs> class all day. <laughs> Come visit sometime. I will. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your teaching philosophy. Um, what's important that you want to see happen in your classroom each day? I want students to be curious about 
what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more important to me that they are asking themselves questions about, well, why is this that way? Mm-hmm. Or um, how do these things connect together? Or um, as as students will do, you know, come in as, as we're talking about things, uh, say, well, is how does this thing that I heard over here relate to what it is that we're talking about? Or even coming mm-hmm. in with things that, you know, maybe non sequiturs, but or they seem like a non sequitur. But then turns out if we, if we look at these disparate things that we've talked about before, we can kind of pull them together and see that it does make some sense in how this particular issue is being reported or what it is that that student read about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want them to be curious and I want them to uh, to want to know more. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what drives me to to try to present information that's going to give, you know, to encourage that kind of curiosity mm-hmm. and something that I strive for. I'm not always successful, but <laughs> but it is something that, that is kind of like my motivating mm-hmm. force. What are some of the different projects that you do in class to try and bring those things together and some of the activities that are perhaps your favorite or the students' favorites to do every year? Okay. Um, well, one thing that, that I've done for the last mm-hmm. couple of years uh, to give a foundation of um, what are who were some of the major players in psychology, and also kinds of, kind of gives an exposure to the uh, the different philosophical origins of psychology and how it's developed over time is at the beginning. One of the first major things that we do in the class is we have a a psychologist's tea party Mm -hmm. and every student has been assigned a particular figure in psychology all the way Mm -hmm. from William James in the 19th century up to um, well we've had Howard Gardner you Mm -hmm. know from the 20th and the 21st century and everybody in from in between you know Uncle Sigmund Freud (laughs) and I I get the get Freud and Jung to have Mm -hmm. you know a dramatic spat (laughs) since they had such a major fallout and Mm -hmm. uh, and they so everybody researches a different psychologist along with so their biography as well as uh, the major points of their work and then they all mix together Mm -hmm. in this open tea party uh, where they're talking with each other and about themselves and about what they did. And then, of course, they're taking notes about each other. And mm-hmm. it gives them an exposure to the entire uh, breadth of psychology yeah. in a way that is, I think, a bit more fun and entertaining than reading the first unit mm-hmm. of our book, for example, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is kind of dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's one thing. And do they get into character when they're doing that? Some or? people really do get into the character. Uh, there was a student last year, I'm trying to remember who he was exactly, but he uh, he might have been Pavlov. Mm-hmm. And he came in a lab coat mm-hmm. and... Uh, 
you know, had a, an odd pair of glasses that he wore. I'm not sure that Pavlov wore glasses, <laughs> frankly, but, you know, ha- and, and then spoke with a Russian accent. It was hysterical. So um, wow. some people really do get into it, but, uh, but in just the fact that they are having to talk about and think about these people who are major contributors to what we see as the field mm-hmm. and also get a sense of who they were as people yeah. because many of them were just characters. Mm-hmm. I imagine so. Yeah. Now, do you have any new projects that you might be bringing up for next year? Or I imagine there's a few that you're going to do over and over again, but is there anything in the works that you want to give us kind of a, a preview of? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out for next year. Um, I, I'm hoping that it looks like I'll be separating the AP and the CP Mm -hmm. classes. So I I think that that will be an advantage for both sets of, of students. Uh, It's worked well with the combination so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, The AP students and I would next year would be able to do maybe a bit more of AP specific drill kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but not, you know, not too, too much. Yeah. And uh, then maybe that would help to loosen it up so that we could do some additional projects mm-hmm. over the course of the class while we do some drill. And then with the CP folks, cover the same, I would like to cover the same breadth of mm-hmm. class that I do with the AP, but focus more on bringing in um, current, more current events and making some other uh, debates or projects or mm-hmm. something like that out of those Fantastic. kinds of things. So good things to look forward to. I hope so. I think so. So in addition to being a teacher in the history department, you're also, as we mentioned, the personal and college counselor for TMI. So tell me a little bit more about that role and maybe what are some of the issues and the situations that you encourage our TMI students to come and talk with you about? Okay. Um, Life gets in the way of education. (laughs) It just does. Of everything. Life just gets in the way. It's in the way of life. Um, (laughs) And so whether it is um, a student feeling, you know, feeling like his he and his friends are not getting along or she and and her friends are in a spat with each mm-hmm. other and that that is upsetting enough that it's getting in the way of her being able to really concentrate on her studies or mm-hmm. um, issues like um, persistent anxiety um, parents who are concerned about seeing a change in in their child's emotional state and you encourage both parents and students oh definitely yes yes Mm -hmm. um sometimes students will you know come and say you know i want to come can we sit down and talk um sometimes a teacher will say i'm concerned about a student could Mm -hmm. you talk with them and then parents too can also call and and say you know i'm concerned about my kid or we can kind of do some brainstorming together and i'm also um able to you know help them to find outside counseling resources Mm -hmm. as as well so it doesn't just have to be here but if we want to take an initial look um here and then look outside then that that is also an option. So I try to um, provide students and parents with a place, a safe place where they can come and talk about concerns that 
are impacting mm-hmm. any aspect of the of the student's life that that might be difficult for them in in getting in the way of their education, mm-hmm. but also in helping them to grow and learn how to manage their own emotional and social lives. And do you have any set specific office hours? I know you're here all day, but you're teaching. So is there a period of win- a window of time that perhaps if parents or students know she's definitely in there X Y Z? Or is it just kind of every day, all day? Every day is a new day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if, I, if I'm not teaching, mm-hmm. then I'm available. If okay. I'm not teaching and I don't already have an appointment with somebody else, <laughs> I'm available. Come so, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, contacting me either in person mm-hmm. um, or, you know, contact contact through email or phone, I'm, I'm happy to respond to the initial outreach from whoever wants to reach out. Perfect. (laughs) Well, one of the other things you do here that I know the students definitely know about is the Tranquil Tuesdays. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about that program, kind of how it got started, and maybe give our parents uh, an idea of of what it is and how it helps the students day to day. Um, I guess it was about... Well, I've been concerned, I think all of us adults Mm -hmm. here at TMI have been concerned about what we hear about, um, you know, raising anxiety in students and and how nationwide uh, teenagers are feeling a rise in anxiety levels um, as the years go by. We just kind of see that increasing as a national concern, and certainly our students are not immune from that. And um, in order to be able to manage stress and anxiety, it's good to have some tools Mm -hmm. to be able to just start to slow down. Mm-hmm. So I started uh, Tranquil Tuesday as a, you know, whoever wants to show up shows up mm-hmm. opportunity uh, d- when we started Flex Time uh, so that uh, on Tuesdays students could come in and we would do um, just kind of a calm breathing exercise and we would do progressive relaxation and um, we do some, you know, visualization things mm-hmm. for calming, or kind of like a, um, like a little mini mental vacation, you know. <laughs> sort of like w- mm-hmm. one of the favorites is to, you know, go to the beach. We mm-hmm. go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, we've ridden on clouds. <laughs> um, we we lie on our backs and look at the sky in our minds, mm-hmm. you know. So um, just to give a chance to take a break Mm -hmm. and I would say for the students who come um, honestly I've never really asked them because Mm -hmm. I don't want to put them on the spot you know I I, I, this this is a time that they get to come in and sit down and relax and we there's there's this woman sitting there Mm -hmm. who's talking in a calm (laughs) tone of voice (laughs) and you know calming your breathing and Mm -hmm. slowing you down and and uh Maybe we do this little visualization thing. and But I don't ask the kids, so do you take these things and do them yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, so what have you taken from here that you do? I'll sometimes ask yeah. them, you know, well, what have we done that you like? Do you want to do that today? 
Um, if they do that on, if they take that and they do that on their own, that's great because certainly I th- they they can take those tools mm-hmm. uh, and use them on their own. But I see such a great benefit f- for the kids to come in and sit quietly for ten to fifteen mm-hmm. minutes and just have the opportunity to to have complete and total permission to turn off mm-hmm. and and they do uh, sometimes they fall asleep you know one or two of them fall asleep <laughs> and completely turned off <laughs> yes and, and 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 I always celebrate that it's like yes I put you to sleep yes you're sleeping um, just so that they slow down um, at least once a semester in class mm-hmm. Will uh, I do that with the class too? You know, in the fall, I do a, a mini unit on uh, stress and mm-hmm. and uh, stress reduction, and then we hit that as part of a unit that we do in the spring, and both in the fall and the spring, uh, during the part of at least one class period, um, we turn out the lights mm-hmm. and they sit in their chairs or you know sit on the floor, and I go into my tranquil Tuesday routine <laughs> and give give them a, f- a chance just to to turn off mm-hmm. and uh, it's something that that the kids in class and seem to enjoy when we do that so well it's such an important lesson and a tool for them to learn now when mm-hmm. they're young learn it now make it a habit and it's something they can carry with them for the rest of their life because they will need Tranquil Tuesdays for many more Tuesdays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of stress and anxiety, we're coming upon one of the busiest times of the year as we near the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. So how would you recommend students stay focused and not feel overwhelmed as we get closer to the end of the year? A lot of that has to do with um, planning Mm -hmm. and um, starting to look at how they're going to chunk out times to uh, finish ongoing schoolwork and start reviewing for their exams well ahead of time Mm -hmm. like at least two weeks ahead of time yeah well not quite now maybe Uh, (laughs) maybe for those AP tests at the beginning of May yes now would be a good time to start but uh, but at least two weeks ahead Mm -hmm. to figure out how they're going to schedule in small chunks of time to review uh, for that you know each class in their final exam so that it's not the all-nighter or, you know, oh, I have just this weekend to be able to cram for these exams, which is um, inefficient uh, in being able to mm-hmm. access the information in their brain and to review the information mm-hmm. well to, and then to be able to utilize that when they actually get to the exams. But also it heighten, heightens their stress levels, which that's not good yeah. either. So starting to plan that out. And as they are doing their planning, something that all students need to be doing is making sure that within their week, that they are scheduling in little bits of time, you know, maybe little windows as short as 15 minutes to, uh, to larger windows of time, you know, an hour, two hours, a half a day, 
where they are doing things that are enjoyable to them Mm -hmm. and not a have to. And by have to's, I include all of the extracurriculars Mm -hmm. here at TMI. Yes, I think that the majority of our students are really into the things that they're doing. But there are other things in their lives as well. And, you know, when do they really have time to talk with friends or Mm -hmm. do do something that is just a, a thing that they enjoy doing on their own or maybe with other people? Yeah, I do want to spend two hours playing a video game with yeah. these folks online. I do want to do that. Or I do want to uh, go out and take a hike this weekend. Or I I do want to do that piece of artwork that I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. Um, to enrich ourselves individually has so many beneficial Mm -hmm. effects on being able to learn well, to uh, feel well um, physically and certainly emotionally. So, um, and certainly that good connection with with friends, oh yeah, and with your family, um, (laughs) are important in in feeling feeling good, whole, and connected. So somehow fitting in all of those things <laughs> and making, but do make sure that there are yeah. enjoyable, connected times Sprinkling that are important too. little fun and a little passion. Yes. Make the days go by. Yes. What about our parents? Is there anything that our parents can do to help their children keep their academic motivation high without burning out? I, I think helping their kids to uh, take a look at the things that that we were just talking about mm-hmm. and helping their kids to find the the right cycle for them mm-hmm. to, to do their work and do their work well and uh, to play and have mm-hmm. fun and then to have good, close, connected time with friends and family just is, is important. So that's something that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. And maybe even suggesting, you know, from time to time, you know, honey, it's it's way past time for you to go to bed. Why don't you just mm-hmm. turn out the light and <laughs> go to bed? <laughs> Sleep. Yes. <laughs> Those are very good tips. So as we get ready to wrap up, I have a few more fun, lighthearted questions to ask that will give us a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So tell me, how do you prepare for each day? Are there any routines or things that you like to follow when you wake up and prepare yourself for the day? I am not a, a, a good morning communicator. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I get up in the morning, it is it is fortunate that mm-hmm. the only other beings I have to communicate with are a dog and a cat. You know, and it's kind of like, let out the dog. <laughs> feed the cat. Um, So uh, I have a a three-year-old dog who's Mm -hmm. very enthusiastic. So she she wakes up and she's excited and ready for the day. And that always (laughs) makes me smile. So there's that. And then uh, the cat is a real talker. So I don't have to say much (laughs) because he'll talk to me. Um, So just a slow getting up. And I need time Mm -hmm. in the morning to be able to wander around a bit. And so I get up, you know, start to tend to the animals, Mm -hmm. put on my tea, uh, turn on the computer, 
turn on the radio so that I have Texas Public Radio going on <laughs> in the background. And then over breakfast, um, I drink a pot of tea and have whatever it is that I'm having for breakfast. And um, I look at the comics. There's a comics mm-hmm. website that I that I look at because I for me it's very important to start the day in a, a kind of a lighthearted mm-hmm. way. So I can pay attention to whatever, you know, serious disaster business is going on into Texas Public Radio and give that to my, you know, give my full attention to that for a moment. But I I just love, you know, seeing seeing the comics and getting a good laugh in the morning. Any specific comic? Oh, my goodness. There are so many. Um, Let's see. You have them all kind of a, on the computer. Or? Well, there's a, there's a comics website that mm-hmm. Go Comics that oh, where, oh. that allows you to create your own comics oh, you page. Can curate your own comics. Yes. <laughs> so I look at about twenty different comics from things that are kind of light and breezy and sort of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I've been following for years because you know I just I started reading this when I was a kid mm-hmm. and it just it continues to tickle me is Luann. Oh yes. So that Back and the, do the papers still have comics? Yeah. In nowadays. I, I guess I guess they do. I don't I know. I look at it online. <laughs> and Luann is still there. Luann is still there. Um, Strange Brew, mm-hmm. which is a one-panel comic, is one that that mm-hmm. is uh, quirky and. And I, I take a look at every day. Um, and let's see. Um, oh, I wish I could remember. If I, if I pulled it up, I could tell you what they are. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Everything from the sublime mm-hmm. to the ridiculous. Uh, so things that are either just flat out funny. Oh, Ballard Street. How could I forget Ballard <laughs> Street? Or Wumo. Mm-hmm. That's now another one. Back. Yes, yes. And both of those are just absurd. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I like seeing, you know, the, the creativity that goes yeah. into it, but also I love being surprised by the humor that some people have. So that's how I start my day. That's a fantastic way to start the day. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look some of those up and I'll put them in the show notes and <laughs> everyone can start their day on, a, on some humor. <laughs> So tell me, what has been your most memorable moment from teaching here at TMI? When you said that we were going to discuss that question, it's, mm-hmm. I, I have been trying to rack my brain about one particular thing, and I can't come up with one thing because as I look over, this is my 14th year, mm-hmm. and as I look back over the last 14 years and memorable things that have happened, I think about... I think about the year when I was doing the topics in psychology class Mm -hmm. and had a small class in spring semester um, with, I think there were four seniors and maybe four juniors. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first saw my class list, I kind of thought, well, this is going to be interesting. I wonder if I can get these people to talk. Uh And within, goodness, it what we weren't even halfway through the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, they were showing up to class before class time started, and they were talking about life. I mean, they were talking <laughs> about what was on their minds, and the juniors were asking seniors for advice, and they were oh, talking wow. about stuff that was going on at TMI, or they mm-hmm. were talking about, you know, their their. I mean their own kind of personal stuff and I would walk into class and there they would be and I'd, I'd 
started calling it in my own mind that I was running group for the semester <laughs> because every now and then I'd throw in kind of like a, well, in psychology, we call that that. Uh, but it was such a great semester for this group of kids to uh, have time to relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was so amazed that that group of kids turned into that group. It, awesome. w- it was it was an amazing semester. So there, that was a very memorable mm-hmm. semester. But I would say certainly teaching every year and you know talking to kids every year. There are so many yeah. moments in interactions, individual interactions that I have with kids that that are special, that are touching, yeah. or that are uh, just delightful in the way that you know sometimes kids and I will get to laughing about something that is just so much fun mm-hmm. and. Uh, then um, also seeing how how people interact here around campus and mm-hmm. seeing some beautiful moments that um, spontaneous things that will happen between people mm-hmm. uh, makes this for me the place that I want to be because mm-hmm. of who we are and 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 how so much beautiful personal interaction happens every day if we really take a moment just to watch yeah and there are a lot of them and that's what I think makes this place so special is there's a lot of wonderful moments Mm. our last question what is something that most people don't know about you oh goodness uh I was trying to think of well let's see I uh In my spare time, I like to knit and crochet, Mm -hmm. and uh, one year I got the bee in my bonnet that Mm -hmm. every um, adult in my family, uh, so that would be uh, my father, Mm -hmm. brother-in-law, sister, her two nieces, and then when I said I was doing this around here, there were two other people that asked and then I made one for myself. I knitted eight armadillos. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say blanket or no, no. sweater. Armadillos. armadillos. <laughs> yes. How do you knit an armadillo? Yeah, it, it was it was quite something. You well, you get the pattern. <laughs> Were you they large follow armadillos? the. Oh, they, they're about, oh, I guess about 10 inches long. Pretty good yeah. size armadillos. And you could roll them up <laughs> in their shell if you wanted to do oh, that. Yes, fun. yes, I love that pattern. I got really good at it by number eight. You have one in your office if anyone comes by? Oh, no, it's at home, but I might bring, maybe I'll bring my armadillo, <laughs> armadillo. to school. Yes. <laughs> see if anyone asks to see it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, is there anything else that we didn't talk about today that you want to share with the community before we go? Not that I can think of off of the top of my <laughs> head. I do. I do encourage anybody at any time if they, you know, have a concern about um, a student or um, a concern about what's happening um, at school or at home to to get in touch with me. I'm I'm happy to talk about that and for us to start the process of figuring out how to make students' lives mm-hmm. easier and manageable. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and giving us a little bit deeper look at what you do and telling us a little bit more about some of the resources and the tools that you bring to our school. So thank you so much. Well, thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, 
please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.